developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour podcast. I'm your host, Miss Kev on stage. <laughs> You're joined by your husband and co-host, the Kev on stage. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Love Hour, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. And uh, every year we do a the lessons we've learned over the course of the year in our relationship, some of the things we've done. I don't know why this year, though, I decided I had like this really like brilliant idea to do it on Instagram and post every single day. And if you didn't catch the sarcasm in my voice, it was the dumbest idea. <laughs> yeah. So, like, why did you decide to do this? I feel like talking about it is so much easier than Man. breaking them down every single day. You be, listen, we was on a little staycation this weekend. Melissa was fast asleep. And I'm talking about fast asleep. She woke up 8.30. She was like, <gasps> laptop, 17 years. I mean, literally, Josh, two blinks. And she was like, I have to, I have to write this. Like, uh, girl, you ain't been awake for 0.7 seconds. Listen, at the beginning, I had wrote out like six or seven that I knew, maybe not even six, six or seven, more like four or five that I knew I wanted to do, wrote them all out. All was fine. I scheduled them. All was well. Then I did like two or three ahead of time. And now I'm at a point of just like, Ooh, girl, what you going to talk about today? Day 15 going to be like, uh, get your bills paid yes, on the 15th. I, um, <laughs> I had a list of like words. Cause initially there were just going to be words that I was going to do. And then like, I don't know, after so long, I started thinking about other things. I get excited about other things, like certain things come up. And so it just has evolved <clears throat> and changed over time. And so anyway, uh, I, what I do like, which was very surprising to me, I'm not going to lie, was the response from people that I didn't realize how well people were going to respond to this. And so that's actually very encouraging. You put our business out. Hello. So people could get their life together. Well, and it was like, well, dang, that, that is really helpful. And I'm talking about you wasn't, you was, you was telling the truth. And if you're a listener of the Love Hour, more than likely you've heard a lot of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think, obviously, I don't think. Not everybody who's on Instagram sure. takes in any of our podcasts in the same form uh, the, as the like stage crew does. So reading it and then being able to immediately apply to your love. I've seen comments in there and you was telling me the emails and DMs are more. Mm -hmm. But people was like, I immediately cried, yeah. went home to my husband yeah. and and realized that I was feeling resent or my, I'm, you know, I, I realized I've been doing this to my wife. And that sort of impact is just. Yeah, that people have responded really well to it, which is encouraging. So we're going to continue it today, obviously, and do our 17 lessons in 17 years. This is an annual event that happens. I think I've when done get married 13. 35 years, you're going to be like, listen, man, I don't know what happened in 2006. Yeah, well, well, I don't even know that the point born. is to do like the whole 17 lessons over the course of the episode, but it is to kind of talk about them. So we will start at the the very first one that we posted, which is really the last one or two episodes ago when we talked about communication, it was actually a precursor to this because like I said, I had pre-written out a few of them and I knew that communication was going to be the very first one. And mm -hmm. again, it was uh, really well received on the interweb. So I won't take a huge amount of time kind of rehashing it because I think we covered it. All right, here we go. So communication, we talked about it in the we don't communicate well episode. And the reason why it was top of mind for me is obviously I was prepping for my 17 lessons. Yes. I know that I do this every single year. I knew this year I wanted to do it on uh, Instagram, which is a little bit different. And so I was reflecting and thinking and about the way in which we have communicated over the course of our 
relationship. And the idea that we don't communicate well is very, um, I don't know the right word, but kind of like sucky. It was hard to (laughs) accept for me. It was hard when you, prior to even talking about on the love hour, talking about it in real life, it was hard to swallow. Yeah. You know, it was hard to stomach. It was hard to hear. It was hard to hear. It was hard to hear, especially because we don't communicate well. Hearing that is part of communication. But I was like, you don't, maybe this is just me. I don't know. I'm curious how you feel. I don't want to accept something that can be so, like, you know, communication finances Mm -hmm. are a big divorce uh, Mm -hmm. thing. So accepting or hearing we don't communicate well, obviously my mind is like, we don't communicate well, we're going to get divorced. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not that quick, but it's just like. It is that quick for you, though. No, it's not that quick. It's like, we don't communicate well. We'll never communicate well. Another man will love her and communicate well. We're going to get divorced. <laughs> I actually. It's another man's going to do something. I just actually uh, booked. It won't be until the end of July, like the third week in July. But uh, the secure attachment lady. Oh, you did get her? Yes. I oh, just nice. actually right now, right before we were starting. That's who I was like texting or I'm sorry, emailing. For um, the secure attachment. And the reason why is because I am really interested in understanding our attachment styles. When I talked to her the other day, I was like, I want to understand not just attachment styles, but how they actually show up in Mm -hmm. relationships. Because I want to know, does that make it a anxious attachment style? I don't know if it is or if it isn't. I think that everything's going to end yes. in divorce. Or if it's just What are the like, attachment styles? Uh, there's secure. Uh, there's anxious. There is the one that you don't attach at all. Hold on. Whatever one is. I'm I'm not secure. Anxious for me probably is. Yes, that sounds right for me, Kevin. Okay, so there are four. Uh, there are four. Okay, here we go. Secure, anxious, avoidant, and that's what's going to, the one you don't do it, avoidant is what it's called, and fearful avoidant. And I thought there was one that's like a discombobulated avoidant. Oh, maybe that's fearful avoidant. I don't know. But uh, yeah, they all, some of them, and I want to ask her this as well. Do they always have to stem back to childhood or is it something that can develop over time Yeah, or grow based on your interactions that you've had as an adult and then you find yourself kind of working and operating out of that attachment style as you get older, even if you maybe had a secure attachment when you were younger? Yes. All right, we're going to take a break really quickly here while we're talking about attachment styles. One thing that's actually really important to me is that I raise adults who are very secure in this world and they are autonomous. It's actually something that I I work on a lot. Uh, In some regard, I'm not all that good at it, but in other regards, I'm like, no, I need you guys to understand to know uh, and not how to operate in the world as an independent, autonomous human being. And one of those ways to do that is to make sure that your child is financial financially literate and go henry is an app that i i absolutely love it i'm going to tell you why you can assign your child a a debit card i have isaiah has one it has his name on it and then you download the go henry app you can add their allowance on there you can track their money um teach them how to budget it's just really great you can personalize the debit card so like joey's has like a dog on it or something because he loves uh animals isaiah's has um like a robot or something like that like I just really love the idea of the app plus also it's summertime uh you know your kids are back outside they're kind of doing different things and so it allows them to have access to money without you giving them cash right number one or be uh expecting the adult who's ever there like here's some cash can you make sure it just gives them that kind of again autonomy and I absolutely uh I love it I really do you get alerts when it goes below a certain level when they're spending money uh you can set up auto payments to replenish the debit card on you know whatever cadence that you love or or that works with your life I promise you I love this thing I really truly do Um, setting boundaries while allowing for independence spending limits where your card can be used it allows your kids to value money and practice managing it Listen, y'all get it. It's really great. Uh, So get started at GoHenry.com and get one month 
uh, free with promo code LOVEHOUR. LOVEHOUR. <clears throat> That's one month free at GoHenry.com, promo code LOVEHOUR. LOVEHOUR. All right, so we were talking about the secure, uh, or I'm sorry, we were talking about the attachment styles. And so the lady's going to come in. I talked to her last week. I want to say Friday. Um, so, yeah, she'll be joining us in July to talk about the attachment styles, how they show up in real life, because that's the other thing. With me, I've heard of attachment uh, styles for a while. I actually follow a few different accounts mm -hmm. uh, that talk about attachment styles on Instagram. But they always give these, like, very textbook examples of like what it looks like and i'm like yeah but people don't really do that yeah people don't really operate Not like that in the yeah and so i was like when she comes <clears throat> i was like can you give us like a real life example and she was like i actually think i can speak to that really well because of her education in this but also she only counsels couples and so she understands how it actually shows up in relationships. Is uh, is attachment styles? Uh, does it have? In, does it happen in your research so far? Is it is it in friendships to work, or is it is it the same usually? Yeah. <clears throat> it it is how you interact in the world. Got it. So it can show up in any relationship. But yeah. I'm more intrigued in the romantic relationship because sometimes even in our interactions, I'm like, oh, I wonder if I'm. Because these are the conversations I have with myself. Or oh, I'm wondering if I'm acting like that because of, like, an anxious, uh, anxious attachment. Yeah. You know, if I'm feeling insecure in this, away, in this way, is it avoidant? Like, what's going on with me? And I'm always intrigued by that kind of stuff. And this is what I told the lady. Understanding who you are and how you operate, why you operate helps you better have interventions if you want to do better in that way. Yeah. And so that's, what's important to me is like, okay, if I understand this is my attachment style, these are going to be some of my trigger points. These are going to be some of the ways that I show up, but I want to do better. I want to show up differently yeah. Then give me the information to do that. And, yes. I, and I just, I don't have it. I think uh, this is one of the things I love the most about the love hour and the way your mind works you have an interest in something, you mm -hmm. research it, then you find an expert who teaches on it or understands it. And then like imposter syndrome, for example, heard about it, read about it, seeding yourself, male, even myself, seeding myself. Then you go get Steve on Lewis, bring him on the podcast. Yeah. And then you follow him on Instagram and he just destroys your life on a random Thursday or did. Saturday. He'll be like, oh, you thinking that you're not good enough? Here's a little Instagram picture yeah. that's going to ruin your life today. Yeah. You'll be like, yo, Stevon Lewis, it was just a sweet, right. beautiful, sunny day. Why are you doing this? And I think if you're a, con a consistent listener of the Love Hour, you have listened to these real life lessons. And, you know, Melissa and I have doggone put our life on the platter to be picked apart like boneless wings, mozzarella sticks and and what's another thing beyond that platter celery and carrots why that even come with wings mm, yeah why does celery because ranch man forget that but the point is um you know we're grateful we're we i mean we're grateful we're glad to put our life on the ballot for us for, for you but melissa always finds the expert on it so i'm actually nervous or not nervous i am nervous to be excited because my attachment style is for sure anxious I don't even, I had to be in therapy, like, y'all don't even understand. I'd be like, my mind goes to connect the dots to divorce. Quickly. And I mean, quick. Always ends up, she's going to leave me. She's going to divorce me for Michael B. Jordan. And Lori Harvey and the man going to stay together. Hello. She gonna be so anyway, that, that is coming. Michael <clears throat> B. Jordan. I make my eyes small. The second lesson that we talked about or that I talked about was resentment. Man, this is the one that people was like, this is where I saw the most comments of like, I was crying. I was talking to my husband. I was talking to my wife. Yeah, I think this is actually probably uh, the most, one of the most. I don't think it is the, but it is definitely one of the most. And I call it the silent relationship killer. Talk about it, Liz. It is one of those things that if you are divorced, you look back on it and you're able to call it out. Absolutely. If you are in it, it's not always as easy until someone brings it to your attention. We've called it uh, the, the drip that flooded the house. Slow leak. The slow leak that flooded the house. Yeah. It's 
it's always there. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you hear it and you're like, what? Is there a leak? Yep. What's happening? And before you know it, the entire house is consumed and underwater. Listen, that slow leak is so good. This is one. And listen, I've said this a lot of times. Melissa and I have been married for it'll be 17 years next week. Yes. Together prior to that oh, for four like years. Like Sunday. 21 years total. The sweetheart part is all there. But in 21 years, you have the chance to build resentment. It, is that one of the mm-hmm. four horsemen for the Godman thing? Oh, I think it is. Right? Resentment. I, I or contempt. Contempt. I think it's contempt. Is it similar? Uh, It's probably in there. Let me look it up. Okay. Uh, while you look that up, what the 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 dangerous part about resentment is? It's ne- it's not you. It doesn't have to be an overt thing, right? It's a way you make me feel, and that you you might have made me feel that way way back in two thousand nine, mm-hmm. and then other stuff happens, and maybe not every day, every week, maybe not even every year. But stuff happens that you put in that. Oh, yeah, it is contempt. May- it's criticism, contempt, dis- defensiveness, and stonewalling. Okay, dang, I thought it was resentment. Uh, resentment, contempt. Y'all be in the same family. Y'all might be That's distant true. cousins. Uh, but um, you, 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 you tell your mind, "Oh, she made me feel like that way this time," and the next time you made me feel like that way this time. And now I just feel like that. And then I feel like you're doing that on purpose. Right. And it can be something that you never even communicated clearly. So the chances are your spouse is doing that same thing that makes you feel this way. And you're like slowly pulling back. Yeah. Or it, slowly caring less. I call resentment unvoiced anger. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's what it is. It is unvoiced. Uh, but it's also like like smothering like a like a fire smoldering smoldering thank you i was like what's the right word thank you it's smoldering <laughs> it's smoldering yeah. so it's like it doesn't stop right it's never anything that's going to be like you know because that's anger it's never going to be like huge like that but it's always there always beneath the surface it's always beneath the surface and i think when you're when you're not able to voice it you can come across i have some examples here as uh, it, the lack of empathy is like you have no everything they do pisses you off. <laughs> like everything they do, <laughs> if something goes wrong, you have no empathy for them. Yeah. I don't want to. I have no. I'm sorry, man. That su- I'm dang. That sucks for you. No, you're you're a jerk. You probably deserve that. And now I'm gonna move on. Yes. It's very and that's like, a dangerous position to be in with your spouse. Yes, because you're no longer on the same team. Right. And empathy at the end of the day is what connects people. If I can identify or feel or sympathize with your pain, that's a connection point. Absolutely. Oh, severing that, we're we may as well be enemies. Listen, there's times where Melissa pissed me off or I pissed her off. But we, we, we are not to the point where it's throw you to the wolves. Right. It's like, okay, I remember, I don't remember how long ago it was, but uh, we was beefing and Melissa still had an important thing, shoot day or something. And I still was like, I feel like I grabbed breakfast or so, I did something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let me make sure she eats or whatever. Uh, that's because even if we're upset at each other, I don't wish the worst for you. Right. Melissa's done that for me countless times. You know, we, we, we beef and it's like, but I don't want to harm you. I don't wish ill upon you. You just pissed me off. But I still want to make sure you, you eat. You yeah. know, I remember what it was, uh, what I did. She had pissed me off and I took her car. Right. Not to get back with her. I was just was driving her car. I was like, this doggone girl done got on my nerves, but she needs oil change and gas. I don't want her to I don't want her to run out of gas or mess up the engine. Let me go and get this doggone girl's oil change. Ooh, she get on my nerves. She knows she's supposed to get the oil change and all she already pissed me off. And I'm still gonna get this doggone gas for her. Cause if she if if, if she if I, if she don't and she break down on the road, then she ain't gonna be safe. And I might not be home. Get on my doggone nerves. Stuff like that. Yeah. You, you, you could get on my dog on nerves. Let me fix his food for this dumb, dumb man. Because I know he dog I've been shooting all day for 12 hours. He's going to be home on my nerves hungry and musty. And I really, I know he's going to be musty. He ain't got to be hungry too. So when you place in the microwave, let me just text you. Don't talk to me about the place in the microwave. 
I mean, that is very true and very real. And I think the difference is that when there is resentment, that kind of shows up actually as contempt. If you're going through uh, Gottman's for the four horsemen of the of the apocalypse or divorce, however he phrases yeah. it. Four horsemen of the apocalypse of divorce is just super dramatic. It, it really the four is. four horsemen is never a good thing. No, ever. That <laughs> literally marks the end. It, it, that's and that's his point. It marks the end. But you also start to criticize your. I have this here. Your partner's character. Yeah. So it's no longer just about the behavior that they're doing. It is them. The person. Yes, you are my problem. It's not that you do this, and that's actually I be, I believe how divorce start uh, yeah. talk starts yeah. because I no longer am saying. Uh, our relationship needs, you know, some help and some attention and we need all of these things and we need to focus on helping the relationship. It is now all of these problems are the result of you being in my life. Yes. So and if, if you I can get there, you out, yep. now I have peace. It'll be better without you. Yes. I could have done this without Correct. you. Correct. You are holding me back. You are the reason I feel this yes. way. Yes. And I love. And you're maybe, and, and you don't even see it. You can't be helped. You always going to be like this. Yeah. You're always going to be selfish. Yeah. You're always going to be, I don't know, whatever those words are yep. that you start to fill in. And sitting in um, sitting in that narrative is actually what's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Because the longer you sit in resentment, the more, the longer you feel. I think the longer you sit in it, the more justified you feel. Yes. You know, the more those feelings make sense, you can easily more you can easily classify them. Oh, they're yes. late. Not because they left work late, not because they were in traffic. They're late because they don't care. Right. They're late. Josh, Josh wasn't even late, but he was like, yo, traffic is tripping mm -hmm. today. Understanding Josh. I know like when I got in the car today, I was like, oh, OK, dang. Right. But L.A. also just opened up all the yeah, way. Nothing. Right. If I'm already feeling a way about Josh and he's late, see, he should have checked traffic. If he if he was caring about this, if it was J. Cole was supposed to be there, he would have been here early. Not J. Cole. Yeah. Oh, J. Cole would have been here. Oh, Dreamville, the Dreamville. Maver Maverick City, Maverick City. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just wanted to be part of it. <laughs> I was trying but to do it. But that's the difference between the action and the person. I want you to all, I, I feel like Maverick City should sample that and make a Maverick City, Maverick City. <laughs> And make a, a song based on I'm going to hit Chandler. Please do. Uh, Chandler I, David. Oh, I would love to. I, I had never thought about that. I'll hit him. See more. Uh, you Only know why that was I a great suggestion? Probably because you watch things on Skillshare that helps you be creative. Oh, yeah. And amplify the creativity that exists inside of you by watching uh, the videos and the learning community that is on Skillshare. It's yes. a great platform, a uh, membership platform for uh, fellow creatives to get together. And there also is a certain synergy that exists when you're around people that are like-minded and you get on there and listen, you guys they have some fantastic classes. You guys already know. I just took a YouTube class by MKB. HD, I think is his name. He is a YouTuber, a podcaster, and just an all-around uh, tech geek guy. And he basically taught me how to uh, write a script for your video, how to do, because this is the thing, video is king right now on social media, even on Instagram, even though it started... Even though it started off as a very like picture platform, it is changing and it's becoming more of a video platform yeah. like video is king right now. And so he basically walks you through how to do a YouTube video, how to develop your script. Like you watch this and by the end you feel like you have the knowledge to go ahead and do what it is you need to do. Uh, the annual subscription is less than $10 a month. There's classes for everybody. They're updated constantly. They are ad free. Uh, so you can explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash love. Hour love hour and get a free trial of premium membership that's skillshare.com slash love hour explore your creativity at skillshare.com slash love hour and get a free trial of premium membership yeah. once again skillshare.com slash love hour all right while we're talking about learning men sometimes it's hard and you can't learn how to keep it up 
Get it's, it up and keep it up. It's not up and stuck. It's not it's up down and, stuck. and it's sad. It's down and it is sad. The WAP is there, but there's no spoon to stir it with. So who's there to help you? Blue Chew. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We appreciate them for their long-standing relationship with the Kev on Stage podcast network. And the Kev on Stage penis. Uh, Great relationship with the Chew. The, when I take that little pill, my pee know what time it is. It's like, oh, big black energy. Big black energy. <laughs> Blue Chew is unique as a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys are outside. Everybody's taking vacation this year. That's oh, what I feel oh, like. Yeah. Y'all know vacation sex is a thing. Vacation sex is the thing, baby. Just make sure that you have a great time while you're on vacation. And you can do that when you pack your Blue Chew with pack you. Pack your Blue Chew so you day can pack night, a punch. Day or night, night or day, Blue Chew is there to help you. She's always, she, yeah, she's a she. Because she's always on time. She got you standing at attention. She's definitely Blue Chew is a she. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. You're going to consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you will receive your prescription within days. You don't have to go into a doctor's office. There's no embarrassing, um, you know, packaging that's going to out you or anything like that. You can do it. Be discreet. You know, keep it real cute and go on vacation and do what grown folks do. Which is have loud sex. So if you can benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVE. Love. At checkout, just pay $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code LOVE to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Ladies, Blue Chew is exclusively for men, but the end result is something you You'll both enjoy. So get your man to sign up. And he get his peen up. Yeah. If you're not breathing hard, you ain't doing it right. All right. Uh, Anything else on resentment? I do want to say one more thing. Please do. Here's something I realized through a therapist situation. Melissa and I have, you can connect issues with your family, Mm -hmm. friends, uh, how you were raised prior to your spouse. You can take those feelings, especially unresolved or undiagnosed. You can connect the negative parts of those feelings to the negative parts of your spouse. And then you basically take those people things and you put it on your spouse. Right. Right. Say your family. um, um, Let me think of something that's not related to us. Say your family called you names all the time. Right. Called you names, made fun of you. Boom. Right. Brother, sister, mom, dad, uncle, whatever. Your spouse calls you a name as a joke. Or one time. Sure. You now apply all those feelings you have. It's a trigger. To a trigger. Definitely a trigger. A trigger that you negatively apply all of those feelings to the one interaction your spouse has done or two interactions. And then you basically have all these undealt with feelings. For sure. All applied uh, unfairly to your spouse. Right. right? This is why therapy is so uh, important because if you're not diagnosing that uh, how you see the world, you're you're unfairly blaming your spouse for now they gotta own their part. For sure. Right. But they can't own the part of other other people or other parts of your life that are undiagnosed. This is why I feel like therapy done earlier is better, even if it's just done for you personally, it's easier to assess how you're feeling and why. And your spouse could be the uh bearing the unfair uh brunt of that uh, when it's not all their fault. You know, like uh, I, you may or may have not have watched uh, Married at First Sight, but we covered it a lot. One time, his uh, Vinny's wife, he had spilled some champagne, mm-hmm. and he was like, she was like, oh, Champagne Vinny. She made, like, one joke. She, yeah. And he flipped out like she had called him every name in the book. Yeah. Later on, he realized that he didn't like being embarrassed, and his family had done stuff and all that, and that's really what he was addressing in the issue. But that all became uh, Bri- Brianna's mm-hmm. uh, fault, in that moment, and it clearly wasn't enough to be that upset. But that's what happens when you're not realizing where your your feelings actually are coming from. And because your spouse is right there, they're, they're public enemy number one. Right. And I think that's, I mean, that is why you need therapy. It's also why you have to understand uh, the way all of these things kind of interact. Because the longer you're in a relationship, 
the easier it is for these things to develop and grow over time. The newness of a relationship means everything, everything is like wiped clean. Mm -hmm. We were actually having a discussion about like, man, sometimes I wish I can just like wipe it clean. And so Kevin kind of kiddingly was like, um, hi, I'm Kevin. And I almost to tears was like, man, I wish it was that easy because the fact, the, 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 um, truth of the matter is history prevents a true clean slate yeah and so even in your best effort and i do understand the notion of it yeah but in your best effort to start over you're gonna have triggers from your past you you well and this is what i told melissa also in that moment if you wipe that clean you also wipe the other good parts clean sure all the inside jokes all the fun all the things you've learned about that you know you now are just dealing with kevin who's bald already Right. You don't even get young Kev. Right. All the things that I've done well. And I think, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on where your relationship is, it's the the whole thing that makes the relationship. Right. And you do need the bad to get to the good. It's kind of like Inside Out. I believe it's called Inside Out. That movie. That movie. When you're talking about no feeling is 100%, you know, uh, anger, 100% joy, 100% sadness. Sometimes the sadness and the upsetness leads you to appreciate. And that's sure. why Melissa is always celebrate your anniversary because you made it through another year. And especially if you made it through the pandemic, this yeah. was like a year on all Madden. Yeah, it was. You know, like uh, even up to this point, I'm not, you know, we're not saying the pandemic is over, but the worst part of quarantine and the newness of the pandemic is over. Now we're dealing with like how to move forward into this next phase. But right. last year when it was all new, we weren't in therapy. We weren't understanding how we were feeling. We didn't know how to navigate it. Now, heaven forbid, 10 years from now, if there's another pandemic. It won't hit as hard in our relationship yeah. because it won't be the first time that we've dealt with that. But it was a lot of new information that was undealt with, um, and we didn't really know how to, quite to attack it. For my sports fans out there, it's like the Wildcat offense. Remember this? It was when they had running backs playing quarterback. They were handing it off. Some of them could throw. Defenses didn't know what hit them. They're like, yo, what is, you can't do, what is this? Mm -hmm. And it was hard to defend against. Now, I mean, defensive people schemes, and now it's kind of, it's completely gone. But there was a minute there where teams were completely not knowing what to do. And that's kind of how I felt like we're in the, uh, in the pandemic. That's for all my sports fans out there who love the love hour, watch the love hour, watch, watch it and love it. Uh, the next one was differentiation. Mm -hmm. and what you're talking, Liz? This one was simply about the idea, and this goes like specifically, I think, for women, but not to exclude men, about getting you some business, as I called it, outside of your role. Yes. So. Oh, that's good. Outside of your role. Yes. I get it, and there are and I'm not here to shame you. So I, I want that to be abundantly clear, but there are a lot of women who find their sole purpose in life is being a mother, which I get your, your children can be your kids. I get it. But that is very seasonally because at some point I would hope that you would hope your kids are going to grow up mm -hmm. to be independent autonomous people and they will leave I, I love what you said about this what uh your children are a season yes although long yes they are a season. and you're and the thing that we're realizing now even with the old henry thing i'm not even like making a joke or going back to the ad the fact that our son goes out and spends money yes is a thing they they didn't do before the fact that we can leave them alone at home Yes. And they can cook or, yes. you know, or go, you know what I'm saying? Like that wasn't a thing. So the process of empty nesting, it's a, it's a slower process. Like at the beginning of their life, you've you got to be there. All in. Literally got to hold them, feed them, or they will, you know, not be able to eat. Yes. Isaiah's going to 10th grade. Now it's basically make sure there's stuff for him to eat. Yes. And clothes and Wi-Fi. And for the most part, he's, he's good. Yeah. Um, and then what happens is your role shifts. So if you've been more into the mother role or the father role in your relationship, that, uh, that transition into, well, my kids don't necessarily need me anymore. Oh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Yeah, no, it's going to be tough. And I know people that when their kids leave out of the house, they do go through, uh, you know, a sort of, uh, I don't know if depression is the right word, but a really low point because it, it, it feels empty. Like literally, it well, feels very empty. Well, you've been needed. Yeah, you've been needed and you've like, 
over consumed yourself in the role of motherhood. And I'm not, the difference is I'm not talking about over consuming yourself in your kids' lives. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But just in the role of being a mother. Yes. And that's not to say it's not a full-time job. It is. And that could also happen in your job. Yes. It can happen in the church. Uh-huh. My, uh, my mom, ooh, if the church was a woman, my mom would be side-eyeing her. Oh, you always down at the church. What the church got to do? You always down there in the media department. What she got to do? The fact you is, lucky for some God. folks, Who that is God we that you are love so much? cheating on our spouses with church. Yeah. In terms of time. That's good. Yes. There are plenty of people who are you know, so involved in church that they are, you, I, you know what I mean when I say cheating, yes. but so much of their time and attention is consumed by that, that they are forgetting that they also have a ministry that is home. Mm-hmm. And so if you are, I've, I've said this before too, so busy trying to save the world and you're losing your family, your priorities are out of whack. Your first responsibility should be to that family. Yes. You ever help every other family in the in the congregation and your kids and wife hate you or, or your kids or and husband. N- not even hate you. Or that Worse than hate is apathy. They don't That's know true. you. They don't care. The opposite of love is not hate. It's apathy. Yes. And I think that's what happens when you become so consumed that or like as we're talking about church is that you you lose that relationship with your kids. You lose that relationship with your partner, with your spouse. But you, you know, have this great relationship over here. To me, that's out of whack. That's out of balance. That's, that's not how it should be. That's our decency and order. Yeah, it is. We have to. Your home is your first ministry. You have to get that right. Yeah. Anything else? No, I think it's all on that yeah, one. Yeah, I I definitely think that it's really, really, really important for you to find a hobby of some sort. And I'm not even suggesting that it has to be a, a money-based hobby. I'm simply saying that you need to find something that brings you joy that does not involve your partner, your kids, your job, and whatever that is. Do you think we read? A, I read a book about this. Uh, I think it's the energy book I always talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, the it was a woman and her husband, and her kids just were like they were at odds, and she loved to dance. Mm-hmm. So she started to go to dance after work, but before she came home, and she found that. She basically was a basically I think she was a boss at work and then she came home and she became mom. Uh-huh. And in between, she was never Patricia. Say that was her name. And she's never just Patricia. And she found that finding that it's kind of like Beth and Randall. Yes. Uh, and this is us. Beth found and actually Beth was danced too, but finding out that thing that is just for you. Right. And that's one of the things back to the pandemic that we lost. Melissa was talking about how she got her hair done, got her nails done. She spent that time by herself on herself. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with me. And it's not necessarily like I don't like Kev, but yeah. it's like everything you need a break from. You know what I'm saying? Um, so anyway, uh, I think it's hard to realize how important that is because you feel like, you know, we should do everything together. Even Melissa, back in our we, we go back to our high school days and college days. And we look so fondly upon that. We, we did everything together. We did a lot of stuff together. But there was certain classes that you took that I wasn't interested in. Mm-hmm. I was way more into acting and you were interested in criminal law classes. And we took a lot of classes together. Yeah. But we also spent time. I was studying acting. You were studying law. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And uh, um, those and we stayed at separate dorms on the on the opposite side of campus. We never spent the night. <laughs> Not me. I'm safe. <laughs> but those things are important. And right. you lose those in uh, in trying to do everything together. And I feel like it was really hard for the beginning of the pandemic to realize you got to do some things on your own. We watch right. a lot of the same shows that we love, but there's some stuff Melissa's into that I'd be like, Mm-mm. and there's some stuff that I'm into that she's like, Mm-mm. you can watch Narcos. That ain't my thing. It's not. But we going to watch, uh, watch it though. the food that built America. <laughs> it's great TV. Great it but anyway, yes, that's what I want to say. Yeah, I definitely think that differentiation is something that's actually not talked enough about in relationships. I think because we have a fear that we will lose connection because we end up doing different things. And I think that uh, I'm never talking about, you know, being so consumed with our life that there's no overlap. I think that's how you build a life together, that there has to be areas of overlap. But I do think that recognizing that you are an individual and that's part of coming into a relationship as a whole complete 
individual yeah. is that you don't feel the need to be so consumed in your world or your partner's world. Yes. I have my own business. I have my own things I want to do and that don't concern you. And I don't feel bad that you're not interested in it. Yeah. And that's okay. As long as there are areas of overlap and those areas really should be like important areas, but then there should be like, I'm interested in dance. Okay. Well, girl, Live your life. I'm not here to impede upon it. I don't want to take it away from you. I don't want to make it minimize it. Go live your life. I support you. I want you to go do that. Come back and tell me all about it. And also one thing, my bad. Uh, one thing that I had to realize, I had to learn how to support Melissa without taking over yes for Jesus. her i'm still learning <laughs> okay little 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 much i've been calling you a takeover spirit for how long that was a deep genuine sigh for a very long time she called jesus looked down you're like damn girl you you need me for I've, real i didn't realize what i was saying when we were teenagers and i used to say kev got a takeover spirit i didn't all the way understand what i was saying continue I feel like I'm taking over now. You're not. I said continue. So in her, in your uh, influencer journey, Mm -hmm. right? You, you create, you have created your own brand. You've got your own team. At first, my help to you was like, do this like me. Yes. Right. Here's how you got to do, make a video. And somewhere along the way, you were like, actually, no, that's not going to work. I'm not, I'm not a comedian. I don't find the same thing. So you decided you weren't going to do it my way. You you got pictures. You got quotes. You have all your stuff. So support to me at first was because I was telling. Most people were asking my advice were comedians. Yeah. And I didn't really have advice for other uh, walks of life or other uh, genres or whatever. I don't know what the word is. But anyway, now I realize support isn't Melissa do it this way. Right. It's, hey, when you have your shoot, I'm going to fly in. And instead of going home, I'm going to be mm. there for you. Make mm. sure you eat. Make sure you have water. Uh, half of my job on your last shoot was making sure the AC was on and, and working. <laughs> but I did, you didn't need my creativity right, right, right. or me to take pictures or me to pick out clothes for you or me to find a location. You just need me to be there and support you. Oh, it's my babe. He's here. And also keep it cool in here mm-hmm. and maybe pick us up a salad or just go eat a salad. I will say you did not get a salad. <laughs> But, but I need I to support you in a way that you yes. that not like doing things my right, way right, right. and also letting you rock and do your own thing and not being like a crybaby about it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You went to Danny. You and Danny went to Atlanta. Oh, had ball. time of your life. They went to the soccer game. We did. They had a they stayed in the. Uh, what was it called? The Delta the, Sky Club or something? No, Sky we were in, no, we were in the inner suite of that. I can't remember what it's called. It was like the reserve. Or something? I can't remember, but oh, there's like reserve car. the it was like the Delta one on the outside, which is also like a suite, and then you go beyond that. Y'all wall. was in the inner circle. We were in. We were behind the veil, the, the holy of holies. Yeah, that's where we were. But that's I didn't try to go on that trip with you, and I also realized you have let me do all my trips like that. Playmakers days when we was over there burning that credit card up, we was having the time of our life. The T O T L, T O U L, time of our. Anyway, we're having fun. Uh, when we shot the food show. I think it's T-O-O-L. Time of our life. Mm-hmm. Our does start with an <laughs> That's okay. You might be a little stressed, and that's why agency is here. It comes, uh, listen, as we're approaching 40 and we're getting older, fine lines, dark spots, and other signs of aging <clears throat> are a greater concern. And there are things that we have to combat and think about uh, more consistently. Skincare is actually something I'm always thinking about, not only as I get older, but simply because my skin be trying to play me more times than it doesn't. And nothing beats the power of a customized prescription formula. Somebody who's going to look at your skin, you're going to take these pictures, you're going to send it over to their uh, licensed dermatology provider, and they're going to provide a customized prescription formula that is specifically for you. I have hyperpigmentation is one of my concerns and not fine lines like that because you know black don't always be cracking but uh, fine lines or I'm sorry uh, dark spots hyperpigmentation is definitely something that is of concern for me. You are assigned a licensed dermatology provider that you get to uh, you know go back and forth with on the app and they get to track your progress to ensure that the formula that they've customized for you is still working 
working. It's still meeting your skincare goals. And if it's not, they can adjust it along the way. Uh, you guys know, actually, I've been thinking about doing a skincare video. So let me know if you're interested. But essentially, I, I basically be using the same stuff, though. I get up. I wash my face. I'm going to use a, uh, uh, what do they call Like an essence on my skin. I use a toner. And then I use something to take care of the, uh, the hyperpigmentation on my skin. And as those things decrease, I send those pictures over to my uh, dermatologist provider, licensed dermatologist provider. And she's like, good girl, you're doing great. Is this still working? Uh, no, it's not. Okay, we can up it, change it, whatever have you. One of my favorite things because uh, I love just glowy skin anyway. Uh, do what I did and try out Agency, the personalized anti-aging skincare that evolves with you. Go to withagency.com slash love hour for a free 30-day trial. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and handling. That's withagency.com slash love hour to unlock your free 30-day trial. See withagency.com for all the details subject to a consultation. All right. Last one for today. This is a good one. <clears throat> this one is what you say matters. Yes. This is a good one because I think obviously we know that what you say in a relationship matters. Mm -hmm. What I don't often think we understand is how much it matters. Say that. How much a comment that you may say to your spou spouse sticks with them for years and years and years to come. The reason it's important is because I like to use the term inciting incident. I've used this quite a bit. Yeah. And you can have a way, a mode of operating in your relationship. And then you have this moment where this comment is said. Thereafter, they're changed. Yeah. Even if an apology comes, mm -hmm. even if reconciliation comes, reconciliation. and I'm not talking about now I have to hold this over your head and now I have to, uh, you know, bring this up in your face all the time. No, it doesn't always look like that. No. So don't, that's not, all, that's not what I'm talking about, actually. It's actually not at all what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when your, the safety of your relationship has now been punctured. Say more. The vulnerability in your relationship has now been punctured. I no Say longer more. feel as safe, as secure, as vulnerable because of this comment that made me, that was maybe triggering, that maybe you knew was something we had talked about in confidence and now you're bringing it. I may never bring it up again, mm -hmm. but I also won't share myself Woo! in that way again. Talk about it, Melissa Fredericks. What do you have to say? Uh, you, you, you keep going. You doing I was good. done talking. Oh, listen, there's nothing worse than realizing this is from Melissa and I through therapy, through therapy, and this you know process we be doing and the love hour. There's nothing worse than realizing an offhand comment. And it's, I mean, not always. It's not always, but in but our relationship, offhand. there's some offhand comments or moments that have had damaging long-lasting effects that we didn't even realize. Yes. Like, didn't even realize that when you said it, it was interpreted that way. And it, like you said, stuck to is like, I mean, that thing is just boom. I now see you differently. I'm now afraid of what you might do. See how you might do differently. Maybe think how you see me. Is you're like, there's a lot of different things where you're like, hmm. Yes. And even when you identify it and work to repair it, them feelings don't just go away no immediately you're no. gonna need i was uh somebody was talking about how habits form he's talking about how, learning of not learning but getting in the habit of flossing every night and he was saying that when you first start to do it your if your routine is floss i mean uh brush teeth and go to bed when you say okay i need to floss then brush and go to bed the first time you do it it'll your body will be like hmm that's weird yeah okay you know now you before you go to bed most of us who brush our teeth every night your body says, hey, hey, before you go to sleep, girl, go brush your teeth. Get up. It just, just, we don't, yeah. we've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. I know you're tired, but go brush your teeth. And most of the time you do, it's very rare that me or Melissa will fall asleep without brushing her teeth. Yes. It's got to be sheer exhaustion. We usually take a shower, brush our teeth, habit, habit. If you haven't been flossing, the first time you do it, your body's like, oh, what? Okay. Yeah. That's, that, we don't really be doing that. Second time, okay. After the 30th, 40th, 50th time, 
Then it goes along with, okay, before you go to bed, floss, brush, then go to bed. So the first time you apologize, your body, the, first, the, the person apologizes, your body's not going to be like, this is normal, this is right. It's going to be like, huh, that's, a, that's yeah. unusual. Yeah. We're still going to feel the way we feel. Now, after 15, 20 times, 30 times, you know, now you start to feel uh, like, oh, this is actually how that person feels. They, the old saying is trust is gained in drops and lost by buckets. Lost in buckets. Lost mm-hmm. in buckets. And I think that's that's true for actually a lot more than just trust. Yeah. You know, you have to have a lot. I mean, listen, I'm 250 some odd pounds. That comes from a lot of times of getting the milkshake, <laughs> getting the large fry. Yeah. And just like in weight loss, I can eat completely healthy today, work out completely healthy, drink water only. It's not going to undo right. 20 years of getting the milkshake. You've been getting the milkshake every time. We often One, want it to be like that, though. It we work. want it to be. I have done a healthy thing today. Why have I not erased the last 15 years of an unhealthy thing? Right. No, man. Sometimes you're going to do equally as much, if not more. To undo the damage in weight loss and in relationships, you know. Um, and the thing that I'm realizing more and more by going to therapy, so much of the stuff we don't even be realizing we be doing. And the other person don't even be realizing that's how they feel or that's how they categorize yeah, it. Yeah, I think the more you you talk about it, I think also that's why not only is therapy important, but I also find a lot of value in just listening to podcasts because you'd be surprised how many people are going through the same thing. And they often can, you know, often that, as I'm told, articulate things in a way that you feel, but you never can say. Yeah. The other thing about the idea of of um, what you say matters is it's one of the key ways that resentment can build. Yeah. When you say something, because it's unspoken, I was talking about uh, resentment being unspoken anger. When you say something and you hold on to it, Chad, that that's adding fuel to that uh, smoldering. Mm-hmm. Thank you. A smoldering fire that's going on. You're just always adding the coal to it to keep it going. And as that builds over time, that's where the resentment comes from. And now someone in the comments was saying, we was having a conversation the other day about an argument we had in 2002 because we don't forget. Listen, that coal is a good example because you throw that on there, that thing will stay hot for a long time. Yes. Somebody had a question. I'm curious if you want to answer it or not. Uh, they said, is there anything y'all have said to each other that has stuck? How did y'all resolve it? Yeah, we just had a... I don't know if you want to talk about this because it's going to be it. in the project. We'll just delete this later. <laughs> the um, We were having... A, I think we've talked about the Jack in the Box incident on this podcast. We for sure have. Um, but I will give a very brief recap from my perspective and then I'll let you give it from your perspective. Okay, so we don't interrupt each other and then we can end on this. So a few years ago, um, two of my really good friends were, or two of our really good friends were in town flying in from Chicago. Chicago does not have a jack-in-the-box there. And Travesty. every time, Lori Lightfoot, what are you doing? And every time uh, they're in town, they want jack and they want them egg rolls and the sweet and sour sauce. This is what they want every Such single a time thing to want. that they are in LA and Washington for that matter. That's where it started as well. It That's is. what they want every time <sighs> they come see us. So, anyway, we are picking them up from the airport. It's a, it's a late night flight. As we're driving home, they're hungry. Can we get jack in the box? I'm hungry too. And Kev's hungry as well. And for people who don't know, when Kevin is uh, hungry and tired, he is cranky. He's a, he's a cranky person. He's just not very pleasant to be around all the time. It's okay. A lot of people are very much like that. He, too, is one of you. Um, so <laughs> we are uh, near the house, and I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure. Admittedly, I have a horrible sense of direction. But I also know that there is this jack-in-the-box near the boys' school. Where it's late, Chad, it's, I know it's up. We ain't past it yet. It's up. Kevin, in his, like, anxiousness of, like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Because that's what he does. Anytime you're trying to give him directions. And Where is it? You said it's right here. It's not right here. Well, keep driving. It'll be there. Sorry, this is a lot of extra commentary that's unnecessary. Uh, so he's kind of feeling anxious. He's also very hungry. It is very late. We've had a long day. We go to LAX to pick them up, which is a nightmare in and of itself because this is a few years ago. And uh, we kind of get into, like, they're in the back seat, and we get into this, like, tiff about where this jack 
jack-in-the-box is. I'm feeling very much like I know this jack-in-the-box is over here. I drive by it all the time when I pick up my kids. I know it's over here. And I'm feeling like this jack-in-the-box, I know where the one is right by our house. Let's go there where I know for sure it's right there and it's close to our house. So, and he never is always questioning. That's a different thing. So, anyway, (laughs) uh, we get into, like, this tip about it. And, like, for no reason, I mean, you ever have one of those arguments that is so dumb? be just so dumb and you'd be really mad and then you look at it it's like we really arguing over directions we're talking about directions directions so dumb not cheating not, not it's so finances directions so dumb so anyway in the moment we're talking about it we kind of are going back and forth i'm not even quite sure what the exact what we're going back and forth about outside of like where this jack where the, the box closest is. one is is how we end up arguing maybe i don't even really know so we're going back and forth and Kevin says to me, again, this, it, this is going to seem harsher because I don't remember exactly what we were talking about. But as the conversation escalates, Kevin says to me, uh, well, this is my car. You can get out. What? Why would the he say that? The reason why, like that night we talked about it the next morning, when I tell you I was pissed to the point of tears, which that's not new. I cry all the time. But I was so upset And beyond upset, I was hurt. And the reason why I was hurt, and we had this discussion then, is because, this is not new, when Kevin was fired, I never, ever said something like that to him. (laughs) When I had every right, and I don't want to say right like that, but I absolutely could have, because (laughs) at the end of the day, this is a very vulnerable time. And it's easy, you know, words cut deep. And so if you dare say anything slick to me, I now hold a power. I'm bringing in the money. You're bringing in none. That is a power dynamic. And I never, ever, ever, ever said anything like that to him. And so for him to say that when, mind you, this is right uh, around the time the tour, the first tour was kicking off. uh, He had just bought this car. It was in his name. And I was like, oh, that's what we're doing? That's how you feel? I am done. Go wherever you want to go. Like, done. So we ended up we ended up dropping them off at the, because um, I don't think they stayed they with didn't. us. We didn't have no house for yeah, that. Yeah, I think they we ended up dropping them off at, like, whatever, the hotel, whatever it was. We ended up having a conversation that night, and that was my main issue. This is why this is important. The, I only gave you my perspective. What was going on in my mind, how I felt, the conversation that we've had post then, that's what happened. So, somebody, by the way, said, let's save my life, not care. <laughs> Here's the other side of that story. Uh, you were still working at the time, right? Yes. Okay. I was at, um, uh, uh, what you call it? Yep. So, Melissa took that. I think, because is that when you bought the. the... I, no, I bought the Honda before. Oh, then it may not have been, been when the tour kicked off then. I don't know that that was the case. Yeah, it may I don't have know. Been. I don't remember exactly when this happened. But the point was, you were still working. Yeah, yeah I definitely. Yeah. Well, the only reason why I say that is because I probably wasn't part-time then. It was probably at ADD, and you were just yeah. making. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah. just making some money, and I was doing stand-up on the side, and I was Got saving it. it. Okay. Melissa took that as, I'm getting money now. Oh, I, I definitely power did. over you, right? Because the last, the other little bit is that in our relationship until ADD? Or yeah, until ADD until plus stand up. It wasn't just ADD. Okay. I needed both. Okay. Uh, in our relationship, I've always made more money. You know, I'm also a worker. Like I, I've, I'm a corporate. That's what I wanted to do. I knew that's what I wanted to do. I've always been a really good worker, um, a stellar employee, and so it was just easier for me to climb the ranks. That was never Kev's judge, obviously. Um, and so that dynamic, and I'm also, you know clear that like you know a man's ego in that way can be a little fragile so I always made a point never to like bring that out as a thing but at that time it was the first time Kev was making more money and a lot more money than me to be honest a lot more money than what I was bringing in so she took that as I'm getting bread I'm getting paid tonight R.I.P. that hey I don't know this song. that's a TikTok thing oh uh, I need to be uh, on TikTok more what so she interpreted it as as a power flex Yes. As a money flex, Absolutely. as a I hold the power over you. 100%. Not that at all. Back 
way back in the year our Lord and Savior 2000, mm-hmm. Melissa had a car. I did. When I didn't have a car. Yes. I had a bike. Me and her cousin, Tony, were in the back of her car. I, actually, I was in the front. Me, her, Tony, and I believe Nick was with us. We're going no. to track me. I don't no? think Nick was with us. Uh-uh. Just us three? Okay. Similar thing. Me and Melissa were arguing over where to park or something like that. Me he and was Tony, trying to, yeah, they was trying to give me direction. Me and Tony are telling her, you should park here, blah, blah, blah. The track meet's starting. You should park here. She doesn't want to do it. She doesn't like being told what to do. We tell her, tell her, tell her. She's like, you know what? This is my car. Y'all can get out. She kicks me and Tony out. I actually did kick them out. Of her car. Makes us walk the rest of the way. No. Yeah, you did. We were in the parking lot I already. I mean, we just walked the rest of the way. Uh, not like, not on the street. Yeah. But we like, had to walk the rest of the way. Paint that picture correct. She parked, she parked and went aside. We had to get out from where she was and walk, which was at the event for clarity and posterity. I didn't realize that I, at the time, well, I, I remember at the time I felt small. I felt mm-hmm. like, dang, she really just punked me. Mm-hmm. Like, I took that as, you broke boy, you don't even have no car. Why are you talking to me about my car hanging on the passenger side of your girlfriend's ride? Hello. Trying to tell me where to park. <laughs> I don't want no scrubs. I internalized all those feelings. Right. I was like, bet. You just finna punk me in front of my boy like that? Like, you know we supposed to be cool. You embarrassing me. All you had to say was, I don't want to park there. But you skipped past that and was like, you can get out of my car. And no, really think, was like. No, I think I did go back and forth with y'all. And then was like, you know what? But Since you really y'all got was all like, the answers, get, get out. out. We were like, no, 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 that, no. That's legit. It get was the out same, of my car. Y'all are about to be backseat drivers trying to tell me what to do. <laughs> Somebody, going back and forth. They say JoJo saved my life. Not list, not care. <laughs> Listen. So I was like, in that time, I'm like, dang, you really made me feel small. Right. 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 Didn't I, I don't think I ever conveyed to her how much that made yeah. me look small. So when I'm telling her she can get out of my car, I'm going all the way back to the year 2000. Yeah, the pettiness to remember. And I wasn't even harboring that like that. You were. But my mind, I wasn't not not on the surface. But my mind was like, remember when she told you to get out of your car, her car? Whose car is this now? <laughs> this is your chance. And I'm petty and I'm competitive and I'm going to get you back. I'm tit for tat. I'm tit for tit. I'm tit for titty. I'm all that. So my mind was like, now it's the time for me. And I didn't even really make her get out the car, nor would I. It was dark and stuff. But I just finally had a chance to say it, and it was finally my car to tell her to get out of. She took this thing, not I mean, that was petty, but take it as the petty that I meant it, right? So now we are, so I'm not understanding how she, I mean, I'm understanding why she's upset. I'm not understanding how she's taking this Right. Anger. So that's why I say it's an offhand comment because I want you to connect to the petty of the year 2000. She took that was like, bet you think you finna, you think you could do this to me? And uh, anyway, that statement had a lot longer implications in our marriage. Oh, yeah. That it became part of the reason is because we were in, listen. And no, this, this is, wasn't Maserati. This was a Honda Accord. No, no, no. It wasn't a Maserati. This was years this ago. Is, this yeah. is probably Six years seven, ago. Yeah, six, six, seven, seven years, years ago. ago. Yeah, this was a while ago. Uh, part of the thing is this, and I mean, we're we're sharing it now kind of openly, not in terms of like Judge Kev, Judge Melissa, but just in terms of uh, how literally something when we were teenagers, when I tell you I completely forgot, when I think about, and this is why all of it matters, um, when I think about the comment, I tie it to Kev being fired. When Kev thinks about the comment, he ties it back to when we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. My mind didn't go there. I completely forgot that was even a thing because it was so random that I, it's not you even. You thought a I was thing. trying to have power over you, it, it most and you had never done that, and I was just being well, petty because you were petty. Day, no, no, no. Let's all be clear though. It's power to kick no, you up. No, yeah, no, 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 no. It's power. No, but listen, 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 listen to me, Kevin. The pet, the energy was petty, not right. power. Right. So oh, you're saying kick you, get out of my car. Right. Got it. Okay. At the end of the day, even if it's petty one way or another, it is a power move. I just wanted you to feel the way you made me feel. Yeah, but it is car. a power yes. move to be able to tell someone to get out of my car because yes. it's this, mine. What you going to do? Which is what you did and actually made me get out. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Which is, again, y'all think y'all know? Y'all, well, y'all can get a habadi. It's a power move. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I recognize in that move, uh, moment that's what that was. Uh, I just wanted you to be clear that in your moment it was also power, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Power with the intention of petty. Yes. And so all of it matters because, uh, again, it shaped Kevin moving forward. But even more so uh, for me, you can speak more to how it shaped you. But for me, it did shape a level of, oh, if that's what we're doing, if that's the energy we're going to do, because I'm not thinking, you know, back to 20 plus years ago. If that's the energy we're going to do, then moving forward, I will always make sure I am able to take care of me. Yeah. That shapes you moving forward. That when we were talking about uh, the vulnerability and the safety being punctured, that's what happens. Again, we're, you know, this is very much on display right now. It'll come out later as well. But it is something that you have to be cognizant of that in life and through things that you say and do, it absolutely 100% can uh, um, shake the foundation of your relationship. Absolutely. That became. you know, I, I'm a you know I'm independent woman. I'm strong. I, I I protect myself. I don't need this. And then the more my star rises and mm-hmm. more money I make, then it's like, oh shoot! If he did this back then, we wouldn't even making no money. Now he really make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what will he do to me then? Yeah. So let me keep myself at just enough enough, enough of a distance so that he can't hurt because he's already shown himself to be that way. And we were we, when we were resolving this to answer your actual question. I asked Melissa, have I ever done anything before or since to make you sure. feel that way? And she was like, no, that was the one time. Uh, so what to part of the resolution was saying what I actually was, you know, meaning addressing, hearing what she heard and mm-hmm. felt. That's why we've, we've been talking about, you know, uh, using language like the, the narrative I'm telling myself, what what I'm feeling is because a lot of times you hurt somebody in an unintentional way or they take something in a way you didn't even intend sure. and they act on it as if that's as if that were your intention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to hear from me, and I don't want to speak to you, but I imagine that that wasn't my intention. And also to know like Stephen Lewis, as much as I dislike him, he's always right about these things. He said, give, give yourself the facts. Right. And the facts are, I've never done anything like that, which helps support my argument. That's not was not my intention. Right. But it's still going to take more time to understand, you know, to to let your guard down, for sure, so to speak. So we should continue this in part two. Yeah, we will continue this in part two. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us for today's love hour. We'll continue seventeen lessons in seventeen years on part two.